Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apt. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama uh, mutant Last Stand cast. Yeah! Uh, this mutant. is X Men The Last Stand. <laughs> They, they treat their magic powers like they treat the mutants in X-Men. Oh, no. They have nowhere near as much consistency. <laughs> now. <laughs> like X-Men in the last stand. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what they were referring to. Now. It wasn't. It was, they were referring to nothing. Well, they were referring to, the, 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 as you'll hear, what we're talking about here is the title of this episode is going to be The Stand. And yeah. I think they're referring to the Stephen King stand. But do you think they're actually referring to that or they're just like, this is their stand? I, I mean, haven't seen they, The Stand for a long time. I mean, they used to name everything after something that already existed, though they've kind of dropped that. So I think this is just The Stand. Anyway, that's a thing we do later. Right now, I have to explain to you what we do, because that's what we do at the beginning of every episode. <sighs> hey, we, uh, we're talking about Riverdale, and this episode of Riverdale is the penultimate episode of the season. Everything will be explained. Everything will, get, will come together, except it won't. And everything, everything you thought mattered didn't matter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Historically, the show has had a history of driving itself into uh, corners and then finding way out of those corners. Yeah, like driving up the wall. Yeah, in this case, they just somehow they go down every single road and every road is a dead end. There's everything's a dead end. Nothing matters. And then they suddenly <laughs> transport themselves into a different car and they're like, "We've done it. We've <laughs> we've reached the finish line." You didn't even know this was a road. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a bike now. You blink, you turn around, they're at the finish line. You don't know how. They they left in a Mustang. Now they're in like a Toyota. That's Riverdale. <laughs> this is the best metaphor we've ever come up with. Yeah. yeah yep. Um, look, we've, we've had quite a long episode. This one's also going to be long for sure. Yes, we're sorry, but the show did this to you yeah. and us. And I'm sorry if you came if you watched this episode and came to us thinking that maybe we could give you answers. I am not sure we can. I think we will only give you more questions. Yeah, I am I am concerned we are going to spend much of this episode shouting at the heavens. <laughs> and if we do that, well, we're not... sorry, but we'll make it funny. Well, unfortunately, the heavens aren't listening to us and they're not listening to Riverdale because this is <laughs> Riverdale season 6, episode 21, The Stand. The Stand. So the first weird thing we need to deal with is, is the fact that Jughead has decided out of nowhere to return to the high school, to return to his blue and gold office, to write uh, something he in says, that office. He says this is his first article writing for the paper in a while, and which made me remember, oh right, he was like a teacher, and he and he started a newspaper that was supposed to hold the people in charge. Hold the people accountable. It, but then they never did anything with that. Well, you know, then he became an alcoholic and then he couldn't be a teacher, but he could still run the newspaper because that's a conflict of interest. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is this is the first example of what will be a theme of this episode, which is dead ends. Yeah, this that, will mean nothing. The that fact is, that he's writing an article means nothing. Yeah. And I, and I want to retroactively make that a dead end because... That whole speech he had about holding people in power Even accountable. his friends. Yeah. Didn't do anything. Well, remember when his friends were once on the town council? Yep. Yeah, but they were never corrupt or they never had a word. I mean, here's the thing. 
100% Tony was corrupt. 100%. But 100%. But they, she was not treated as corrupt. Because the show thinks Tony is infallible. Yeah. Anyway. Now, he's sort of summarizing what's happening. He's like, hey, so Percival, this interdimensional sorcerer, he wants to claim Riverdale or destroy it. Possible to say. Depending on the outcome of the war. So this sort of goes down to what we learned last episode, which is apparently the apocalypse would only happen if Percival doesn't get what he wants. And what he wants is a wild country where he's in control. Yes, he wants to control Riverdale, a town that is not the town that did this to him. (laughs) A a different town. And punish the descendants of different people People. who he's never met who maybe didn't exist in Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or apparently if he doesn't get it, he will destroy it, even though for a long time it felt like he was trying to cause the apocalypse with the whole ultimate battle between good and evil. Uh, Oh, by the way, this episode will be about the ultimate battle between good and evil, and let me tell you, it's not ultimate. It's it's not a battle. And I also don't think it's going to be good and evil. (laughs) Nope. None of those are real. Um, Jughead will explain that things Percival has done, including meditating and floating in the air, Mm -hmm. have involved... Pulling a Hiram Lodge. Oh, yeah. He shut down the town. Hiram had to do a whole, like, pretend there was a quarantine to do that. He was just like, hey, put up some barbed wire. Now, he has done this so that no one can get out, but more importantly, no one can get in. But no one is coming to get in because no one knows what's going on in Riverdale because (laughs) no one can get information from Riverdale to the outside world because I I guess the internet stopped working. I am going to assume, even though you think they could have just thrown in a line there, that he, like, shut off the phone lines and the internet, which is... Which is fine. Like, he's supposed to be very powerful. You can do that. You can just be like, this is a black zone. It doesn't work. However, this is a nothing burger because, in fact, two different people trying to achieve two different goals with two different motivations will get into this town. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Cheryl and Heather are finding... Remember there was a hellmouth in the white worm beneath, Uh you know, beneath the pop tapes? Yep. They're using two different divining <laughs> objects, which I love. Heather has a pendant, and Cheryl has a, divine- a, <laughs> a stick she found on the ground. That's true. We can pretend it's divining rod, but let's be real. This is Cheryl. It's, it's a stick. They really gave her the most I found this stick on the ground stick <laughs> that they could. And then what does Tabitha do? Well, she puts the Holy Grail on top of it, and it fills with black liquid. And I was like, ooh, they're setting up a target. We're setting up that what? Percival needs to do is get to the white worm and remove the grail so the hell mouth will open up. They're setting up something. So that then they can trap him and do a trap. No, no. I was thinking the show was setting. Oh, right. The show was giving us what the goal is of Percival. Right. No, this is a dead end. It doesn't matter. The whole there's a hell mouth underneath. It doesn't matter. And- it could next episode and the whole thing when Tabitha time traveled and found thought that the Holy Grail was her talisman. Oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> but it turns out Pops was her talisman. Yeah. Um, Archie, I so this show has gone so insane that I I knew Archie served in the army. I forgot he was like a literal army sergeant. Yeah. Who did two tours in uh the 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 war the yeah. nebulous war yeah nebulous war. So Archie will spend a lot of this episode doing war things 
Now, I don't know what those figures that are on his table are supposed to be because they don't know who the army is. Yeah. They don't know what resources personal ha- yeah. Percival has. They have no idea what the battleground's going to be. So the thing that we'll get that you'll, that'll be constantly referring to this episode and the problem that we have is that we do we know the stakes nebulously, mm-hmm. but we don't know the goals. Mm-hmm. We don't know what does Percival need to achieve? What do our heroes need to achieve? How do they beat Percival? Yeah, how does Percival win? What do they need to stop Percival from doing? It's unclear, and like at occasional times they'll say things, but it's not even like they're revealed to be wrong. It's just like that was one thing but it's not the actual thing it's like all things are true and no things are true all at the same time yeah it's very assassin's creed so um, the second all... thing that the uh that the team needs to do is they need to go take away percival's hidey hole no, fortunately he already did like it's already empty so. he already took his weapons yeah to arm his army which they don't know what his army is mm-hmm. uh and then they they burn it down. And before that, for some reason, Reggie takes Hiram's portrait, which I imagine is going to come up in next episode as yep. he tries to reconcile with Veronica. Because I'm sure I'm sure he's going to be like, "This is all my fault, Veronica. I didn't mean anything I said. It wasn't your fault, Reggie. You were a hundred percent correct. You are fully one hundred. You were never mind controlled in that moment. You are the least mind controlled person. Only spitting truths. <laughs> um, I'm upset." This will continue throughout this entire episode. But Reggie should have become a sorcerer and used Percival's teachings against Percival. Yep. If Would you that were, not have been cool? If you were not going to make Percival teach him, like Percival said, I was going to teach you magic. Mm-hmm. Have him, have Percival have taught him magic, and then Reggie turns against him. One, it makes Percival so much more upset that Reggie would betray him because he literally mm-hmm. did, like, teach him and took him in as, like, a... Maybe even a surrogate son. I don't know. He's 400 years old. Yeah. Two, hubris. Hubris. Hubris is a great fatal flaw for a villain. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three, Reggie should be a magic man. They pretend he has powers in this episode. Yeah, they sure do. But and he doesn't. He does not. Because he used them once when he didn't need to use them. <laughs> he used them to throw his voice and everyone was like, that's Reggie. <laughs> and he didn't even need to throw his voice because he was throwing his voice for Jughead, who doesn't hear his actual words anyway. <laughs> yeah, he could have just shouted it out loud. <laughs> so uh, Cheryl burns the place down. Now right. we got to set up, I guess, the other stakes, which feel, despite it being dead people, feel so low stakes. Well, here's the problem. A, we know that they're not going to stay dead. I'm sorry. I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. But B, they wrap all of like the mourning over the dead people up. In Betty mourning Alice. Yeah. And I'm sorry, show. Alice. <laughs> Which is the one we care about probably the least. <laughs> Alice deserves to die. And not because of, okay, no, she doesn't. No yeah, one right. deserves to die. Alice is a horrible, horrible woman. A terrible mother. And she will has, learn nothing from this. Maybe she, she will. will. Uh, no, Maybe I'm sure she, she won't. She, she gets everything she wants back. Um. So, so yeah, Betty's, she's she's angry with the three dead people. She's talking about a Polly. They do bring up that they're just going to use Cheryl's resurrection powers. Mm-hmm. I don't like how easy her resurrection powers are to use. They kind of set up there being consequences in the resurrection episode. And once again, we do have an entire other episode. So those could come up as problems. There is no way they're giving Frank or Tom Keller a storyline where they come back wrong. 
<laughs> I just think no, I don't need them to be punished. Yeah, I need be Cheryl punished. to not be able to just walk into a room, boom, you're alive again. Because then I do not care about anybody dying well, as long the, as they can get the body. The thing is, show like magic, great magic, especially magic over life and death, should have a cost, and oh. there is no cost to Cheryl. Oh, oh, that's very important. Um, that they need the body. The entire point of thing is they need the body. So. She has Jason's body. She doesn't have Polly's body. I do not know how she got Polly. <laughs> and it will not be explained. Because they're not going to. Maybe she is Jesus. Maybe <laughs> maybe Cheryl did not bring her back and Polly brought herself back. <laughs> Cheryl's like, I don't remember having Polly's body, but she did come back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, we we know she had Jason's. That was the weirdest. No, she doesn't have. Oh, yeah, no, she, she did. She kept it because it had already been burned. Right? Yeah. Remember, it was in the chest and then the chest was stolen. And yeah. she brought it back. And then she made everyone else burn their things, but she kept hers. Because it's already been burned oh, once. So you Jughead can't. kept his book of his grandpa's. Oh, man. What a fun other dead end. Um, <laughs> also, that painting that Reggie stole from the burning place was also magicked. Because that was Veronica's thing. Yeah. Yes. That's another dead end. Okay, so uh, we also see that Kevin is more reasonably sad about it. And also, he's the first person to actually be like, it wasn't his fault. He was mind-controlled. And I'm like, yes, Kevin. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't any of their faults. They were all mind-controlled. You remind everyone about that, Kevin. Potentially Alice a little less mind-controlled <laughs> than everyone else. But definitely Tom and, and Frank, Frank were aggressively mind controlled. And I, I just got to go back to Alice. I can't see why Percival would possibly <laughs> bother to mind control her to scream at Betty that she's the bad person. Yeah, no, that's just what she did. Uh, anyway, um, he's being comforted by Fangs and Tony. Yep. But they have a surprise for him. <laughs> so before the town uh, got sealed up, apparently Moose came back. So you know how Moose was in New York last episode? Yeah, he's back now. He's back now. <laughs> this makes the scene where Moose was sitting around while Kevin and Percival were talking, and he kind of had that, like, smarmy, like, yeah, I honeypotted you into this look. <laughs> nope. Dead nope. end. Uh, also, Percival. Remember Percival kissed Kevin? Dead end. It's nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's not a thing. Uh, Archie, meanwhile, is trying to man his way through Frank's death. But Veronica's like, aren't you sad? And he's like, no, Frank was a soldier. He would know what needs to be done. He would know that we have to keep soldiering. Yeah, like, it's it's fine. The problem is, once again, they... Okay, here's what bugs the hell out of me. And it's, and it's going to come up this entire episode. They had a full season, 22 episodes. These days, that is so uncommon to get... 22 episodes. They could have killed these people like five episodes ago and had our characters deal with the fallout yeah. of that. Yeah, grieve them for a long time. Like, they, there's so many things in this episode where I feel like they could have let things breathe. And But when I look back at the episodes, they did feel so packed. But, like, what nonsense did we do this season? I well, I tr well, okay, it was, well it was slowly it was Percival slowly taking over the town right, as we did not know what the hell was going on. And Betty dealing with uh what's his face? TBK. TBK was going yep. on this season. And all the union stuff. Yeah, and we had those five episodes at the beginning of the season that apparently were canon and important, but not as well. Uh. Now, um our, what's gonna happen is that Archie and Veronica are gonna have a negotiation with Percival. So I guess they're I was just saying, I guess they're dropping the whole we're dead thing, but he did text them all. So I think he probably just figured out well, oh, they're I definitely still alive. He also watched the security camera. And cam he saw footage. Jughead walk in. Yeah. And was like, ah. Uh. But then 
Oh, I guess he does know that Cheryl's the Phoenix because otherwise he wouldn't keep the heads. Um, I yes, if if it's something that Sabrina was like, you are the Phoenix. I guess Percival just logicked it out. He's a, or he was just like, well, they are deaf. They can resurrect people, and the bodies aren't in the graves anymore, so they must need the body. I think it's fine that Percival could logic that out. Yeah, he's a magic man. Uh, we're gonna get a much bigger plot holes that we're gonna need to dodge around here. Uh, so. People are, have different wor- worries about this whole negotiation. Um, Archie feels very strongly that they're just setting the parameters for the war and trying to get the bodies back. And Veronica's like, "Yep, we might have to. We might have to just, just, just surrender. We might have to just surrender." That's How do you guys thing. feel about that? It's weird to, to set up like we may have to just give up. Is everyone? <laughs> no, that's not what a war council is, Veronica. No, and he, here's what I'm always gonna say. I understand rules of engagement. Like, all like yeah. the, the entire reason why there are war crimes and things like that are actually there's a lot of different reasons for them. There's ones where it's just like if you have a governing body of war, it makes war le- it's mitigating damage. There's it's the a- idea that if you do something to your enemy, you are opening up that it's okay for them to do it to you. It's also a way for people who are engaged in war conflicts yeah. to justify what they're doing. Because what they're doing is within the bounds of yeah. civil conflict. But in the in what they have in set the, up as the ultimate battle between, between good, good and, and evil, evil, this is just like that peace treaty we saw um uh, uh, Tony and Twila Twist uh, sign. sign. That this all depends on someone enforcing them and common ground. So, and the thing is, you know, like you have learned from this season, as we have learned, Percival can only do things in the evil way. Yeah. So let's just say I'm curious to see how it will go. But the big thing is they want to get the bodies. So they're like, what kind of things might you trade for it? They do mention Baby Anthony. Um, which, boy, <laughs> is he going to go on an adventure throughout this. Um, um, maybe we give him half the town. And then I think it's Jughead, but they're like, what? There will be a south side and a north side again? Yeah, I mean, y- yeah. Sure, yeah. all right. Cheryl says, what if we just burn him? Um, <laughs> Cheryl, remember the last time you burned him and I, then your grandmother almost died for the first time? Now, admittedly, she should just do it in person. And what? True. What Tabitha says to stop this is like, hey, we're avoiding an apocalypse. And maybe you going nuclear on him is what will cause the apocalypse. Which means in all of Tabitha's time travel, she's never meant to, she's never investigated all the steps involved. Yeah. So I have a workaround for that. Once again, this is not based on anything in the show. I think this is this is just me. This is me. Honestly, a lot of this is going to be me saying things. Hey, maybe you should have said something like this. I like you flexing your, like, artistic creativity, Kevin. It makes yeah. me learn a bit, lot about your insight as a writer. So what Tabitha should have said is is something, maybe something along the lines of, I cannot, like, because Percival is a big magic man, I actually cannot enter the zone of the apocalypse. I can go before and I can go after, but I can't see anything in between. Hmm. So she knows outcomes and she knows starts. So she knows the things they try, but she doesn't see how they go wrong. Yes, because Percival has done some sort of spell that blocks out that area. Now, unfortunately, this will be proven not to be the case because Tabitha will come and talk to Archie and Veronica as they're ready to leave their war mm-hmm. home, which is the El Royale. Yep. And she will share that, well, there were only two outcomes out of the thousands where they beat Percival. And yeah. in one of them, they just went to the Babylonian and shot him. They just shot him. 
Well, I mean, I imagine that's the one where she once again went to the end of it and heard what they and talked to them, and they said, "Oh it yeah, we, we 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 just shot him in the chest." Now, no, from what we see later, no, he's actually invincible. Yeah, and I feel like they, we've they been said, told that he's invincible. Like well, I thought we knew this. Well, no, the problem is that he's not invincible. He's not invincible. He's immortal. He is perfectly able to be killed. But. They're chain, but in this episode, they're treating like he is invincible. But like then, Archie. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, only a special dagger will kill him. But then, but then also they could just beat him up. Like, does will he heal himself? Like, what? What is the parameters of his invincibility? Because he does get injured. We yeah. knew that when Archie boxed him, like he's not like he's not invincible. He is only immortal. So it seems like he should still be able to be killed. Just he will live forever. And he, he can heal easily. And that's how it and... always seems like it's been treated. Like, Cheryl did almost burn him to death until he used a spell to move it on to... Like, Anna Rose, so yeah. So all of a sudden him, him being, like, immortal comes out of nowhere. And in this back, in this story, in this story that Tabitha says, she says in one of the ways they beat him, they literally just shot him with a gun. And not a special gun. A gun. Veronica's gun. Veronica, should just they just shot him point blank with a gun. And Tabitha is not supposed to be seen as lying. Like, she's not lying. She's not wrong. She's just... Misinformed. Or... Or maybe it was a special gun and no one told her it was a special gun. <laughs> like... Can't you see, like, alternate reality or future Veronica not being helpful? It just seems like if they shot him... Tabitha, Cheryl could just burn him alive then. Like, just set him on yeah. fire. But the thing is, treating it like, but what if Cheryl's powers are what caused the apocalypse? We've never seen her powers being out of control in that way. She did start out by causing unconscious... Burnings. Burnings, but never like, oh, she burns too much. Yeah. So they could have changed it around by being like, well, Cheryl, he knows who you are. The second he sees you, we're done. He's doing... A, he's... Like, he can definitely do a magic spell against you. Yeah, he knows like, who you are. Yeah, like, the problem is that you can't get close enough to him to burn him. And that's still a perfectly reasonable explanation for why Cheryl can't just light him on fire. But the show wanted to remind us the apocalypse is coming and we don't well, know what starts no, it. No, the show, wants, the show wants, wants to never nerf Cheryl. <laughs> they don't want her to, to seem weak at all. Like, oh, no, Cheryl, it's not that... You can't burn him. Is that if you do, you might do it too well. You could be too good at burning. You could be too good and destroy <laughs> the world. Like, come on. Okay. So they head off to the Babylonium. And whoa. Surprisingly, it's full of ghoulies. And they will. Twilight Twist is there and they'll mm -hmm. say, I thought all the ghoulies died. Well, they did. These are actually mind controlled river dahlians. <laughs> why? why? So, okay, with something we do have to keep in mind, we do have to keep in mind, though it's very vague and I don't understand the specific um, auspices around it. Um, <clears throat> Percival is getting stronger with Bailey's comet arriving. Okay. So I guess he can control more people That's than he fine. could before. Yeah, he can mind control the townspeople to be his army. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Why are they ghoulies? Because because I don't think Tyler Twist is mind controlled. Oh, by the way, her motivations don't she doesn't have any. Nope. She's working for him because why not? So she so, they didn't recognize. <laughs> so I think maybe she's working with him because he didn't kill her. It's not a good enough reason. Also, 
You know what I hate about the ghoulies? They have literally been in this building for, let's say, 12 hours. Yeah. Like, we know the timeline is tight. It has not been that long. Why did they spray paint everything? That's all they can do. What is wrong with them? (laughs) I I do want to point out that so they like with the mind control river like these river aliens, um they didn't recognize Goth Curdle and Punk Weatherby, <laughs> who I'm upset we don't see more of. I know. Okay, they yeah, they they're ghoulies oh. because it's cool. We're, by the way, um the ghost train. Remember the ghost train? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, dead end. I know the Jughead, the, sorry, that Archie did blow it up last episode, but I could not believe that was the end of it. Yeah. Like, it's just done. It's, Percival it, doesn't even seem that mad. He's just like, oh, I, I wanted want, to use ghosts, but I guess well, I have to I, use I, your tones, people. Like, he had no secret way of getting it done. There was no twist there. It's just done. Dead end. Oh, oh one more dead end I want to mention. Quickly, speaking <laughs> yes. of Percival. Remember when Tabitha went back in time? Yeah. And, um... She fought in, like, the 1980s or something. Yeah. And then he randomly appeared as a Confederate soldier. Oh, yeah. That's nothing. Also, I don't understand why that happened. Um, My other question, how? How did he do that, Kevin? He only came to the Riverdale universe when River Vale did its yeah. thing. Yep. So did when she time traveled, did she create these Percival pasts? I don't know. I don't know. I... Don't know. Did she and actually time does... travel through Rivervale? No, because she can't go through two different dimensions. Only Jughead can. Also, we know that Percival never came back to Rivervale because he was learning all his magic. He came back when... What? No, no, Ow. no, yes. That is legitimately the biggest plot hole. And people use plot hole for mean wrong things. That is legitimately a plot hole. Because there's no way any of this could possibly have happened. He only existed in their universe like three weeks ago. Yep. And <laughs> that's why I need to go back. Because I just saw in my notes, I had it highlighted and we skipped over. I'm like, we cannot do this. We have to, to talk about <laughs> the fact that that is impossible. Get ready for more impossible things, though. It's time for the war conference. <laughs> Percival, <laughs> in, in, uh, in preparation of Veronica arriving has blocked his nose and slathered himself down, which to me implies he can die from Veronica. I also like how Veronica never considered using her powers. Has she forgotten them? (laughs) No, she uses them later. (laughs) Now, uh, what their big plan is that Archie says, you can take me instead of the bodies. Also, I'm a threat, remember? That's why you want to take me. And Percival's like, nah, I got some magic daggers that can kill an invulnerable man and a magic mace. It's a Thor mace. I have a mace forged in the fiery pits of Asgard. Who wrote that line? So that is a Thor mace, right? Or is that no, a Lord of the no, Rings mace? No, it's Asgard. Where's Asgard? Lord of the Rings. No, no, Aaron. Asgard is Norse mythology. Yeah, so it's a Thor mace. Kind, no. It, I mean, yes, yes. yes. Okay, it's okay. a Thor mace. It's a Thor mace. I realize what you're saying now. It's a Thor mace, yes. I feel like that's the depth of what these writers know. Yeah, I think, well, because I know how they called it the fiery pits of Asgard. Yeah, I've and seen not Asgard. Like, not like Muspelheim, the actual fire world, like realm mm-hmm. of Norse mythology. No, they picked the one that they knew. But apparently it's been, it can break forged skin. 
he also says also those daggers of Megado are also the, the great equalizer. So I thought the forged skin thing was something that Cheryl had made up in her mind. I thought this was like one of the few times our characters were actually creative. It's weird to me because that implies other people have had Archie's maybe okay maybe they're just forged that they can they can kill unkill I don't know okay anyway I don't know so he is not interested in negotiating he yeah. just wants he says revenge on you you don't know I guess they they were annoying for the last year but but no no he wants revenge on them because they are the descendants of people who look like the people who they're they're the equality. alternate they are the alternate universe descendants. I hear the, I'd be fine with him hating them if at one moment he at least admitted he understands they are not the people, but they're co- the closest he can get right now. And he thinks he'll never get back to Rivervale. So I might as well. Like, except for, But when he did kind of mention that in his interview, he was very flippant and he was just like, I don't know, it was a close enough town. I'm like, I... Uh. I would also be fine with him wanting to kill them because they represent everything he hates. Yeah. Equality and workers' rights. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to rule a place. And Riverdale is a fine enough place, And I these guess. are th- these people are the thorn in his side. So he just, you know, th- I, first he won revenge. Now he realizes, no, I hate you guys. I can't get over his weird progress thing. Remember, like, I, I understand the idea is he wants to progress forward into, into where chaos. he's in charge. Yeah. But he, but like... All the things he was talking about earlier was he wanted a wild, untamed country, which feels like that's supposed to be the opposite of what he's supposed to be like the future. The industrial, the making everyone into worker bees for him. Yeah. So like him using language that implies he wants chaos. Absolutely. See, it doesn't doesn't make sense because he doesn't want want chaos. He wants control. control. And I think, I hope... They're doing that on purpose. I don't think they are. Anyway, um, Veronica will take this opportunity, him not sacrifice, not giving in, mm-hmm. to monologue about her father. Oh, you know, before you came into town, this is how Veronica talks now. Yeah. Before you came into town, there was another tormentor, my father. And then she says something that I think is a lie. Yeah. Uh, was this her? But he died. Season? And because I put a hit out on him. <laughs> yes which is funny because remember she made she they were specifically lo- partially lobotomized reggie so Percival he would forget that she did that wouldn't learn that she put a hit out on her dad and Percival, in fact i think didn't know no, he did that. not know he did not know she is telling him new information but my only regret is i didn't kill him myself Nice line, cool yeah. line. Don't um, get me wrong. Inaccurate. Hundred percent a lie. <laughs> yeah, she she is lying to what, the big bad. What a weird thing to have her say though. Like we we know her big thing has been the absolute regret from causing her father's death. So she, it's so weird for her to throw it out like this. She made Jughead do an unforgivable thing to I Reggie. I think Archie knew that this happened. <laughs> And she's like, what a weird thing. But it's a cool line. She draws a gun. But unfortunately, because she monologued first, Percival's turned the gun into a bouquet. Uh, okay. I'm going to assume in the in the uh, timeline where she just shot him in the chest. She didn't monologue She didn't first. monologue. <laughs> yeah, but this is Veronica. She can't turn out an opportunity to monologue or to do a song. That's why it's only in one timeline it worked. <laughs> So um, Percival's like, well, you guys suck. Let's do a final meeting tomorrow at 8 p.m. at whatever your diner is, wherever it is. 
It doesn't matter. It is tonight. Yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you at 8. He he sets up when they're meeting. I'll meet you at 8.30, wherever your diner is. (laughs) That's a vague statement there. Just take the bodies as well. At which point I was like, ooh, does the mind control persist through death? (gasps) No. No. Uh, So Cheryl... Uh, needs to take the bodies of mind, obviously, so she doesn't, like, light up the entire El Royale. But Betty is useless this episode. Mm. Too, too, too much in her sorrow, too yeah. much in her depression, which I understand you can have complicated relationships with your abusive parents, but okay. Uh, so she wants to see the body before it goes. Now, Everyone this is... Everyone will be disgusted by this. I mean, it's... Uh, no, disgusted that she wants to see the body? No, no, no disgusted when they look well, into the Well, I mean... They, I don't think any of these people have seen a decapitated body before. Here's the thing, though. Did they think the heads would be reattached? Okay, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Betty, like, it makes sense plot-wise. You need someone to look in and be like, oh. But I feel like they could have done it another way. But the, the entire time she was about to go in there, I'm just like, definitely it's going to be a body and then a head. Yeah. Like, they're they, going to be they were separate. Guillotined. They're going to be fully separate. So, okay. I guess you can do that. But. <laughs> they, they could have easily discovered this when they were trying to put the bodies in the mine. I mean, or Cheryl could have just been, been like, um, all right, we'll move the bodies in, open up, open up the case and make sure that they're actually the bodies. Well, and like the fact that Cheryl. So Betty's grossed out. Fine. Betty was expecting to see her mom. Mm-hmm. But like when Cheryl looks, yeah. she is horrified. And I'm like, come on, Cheryl. You kept a corpse around with you for way too long. Uh, rats ate him from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I love that Archie knows it's Alice's body, though. Oh, he knows Alice's body. Oh, he knows. Oh, he knows Alice's body. So they didn't give him the heads, and they do need full bodies to get this done. Which, again, okay, you you didn't have Polly's body. <laughs> but yes, she did. I do, unless she dug it up. That's the, it, that's the only answer. It doesn't have to be a new body. That's the only answer. I mean, Jason's been dead for 11 years. I do, though. I... This is, I really like the person who was like, yes, I'll give you the bodies. Oh, yeah, what a fun, my my favorite thing about it is that when I was like, ooh, does the mind control persist through death? That implies a plan. This was a joke. (laughs) He pranked them. He he just pranked them. (laughs) This is the one good thing that happens this episode. Him, him, (laughs) like. Well, he just wanted he just wanted to ru- he wanted to give them one moment of hope and then be like nah I'm kidding because again guys personal personal only does things the wrong way so um back with Jughead and Tabitha we're gonna have a few scenes with them Jughead's making some sun sandwiches but Tabitha's like hey um well you just leave town you should leave you can open a portal to anywhere you could go anywhere you, you want you could leave and she's like because he and he's like yeah you know. Uh, you, he dies in the battle. That is, whatever yeah. future it is, he always dies. And he does say, I came back to heaven for this. So as far as I can tell, the whole, like, holding it against them for being ripped out of heaven. Not a thing. Because he didn't want to come back. No. He was the one of the ones who, like, full on did not want to come back. He was, I think, the only one who didn't want to come yeah, back. I mean, he didn't even know it was an option. It was like, happening. Everyone else came around eventually. Because <laughs> well, Tabitha never talked to him. Yeah. But Tabitha does say she knew he would, he say, would no. say that. Which then means that Tabitha knew he would die once and then die again. Yeah. And I would prefer that the way <laughs> that they, like, they beat the prophecy is he did die and he came back. Yeah. Like, that is, I know, I know that's very tropey. 
Yeah, but like... But like, the, <sighs> this is a superhero story. The, it's based on a comic book. Just make him die and come the, back. The problem is that it's not a prophecy. It's her knowing the thing. And like, the... I mean, we'll get a lot of weird Tabitha stuff throughout this and how her time, what she was doing, how her time travel works. And her being she the is, guardian angel also kind of... She is by far the one, I think, they have the least grip on what her power is. Mm-hmm. Even though Jughead, like, can also make portals. Now, uh, what Percival is doing in direct violation of the terms he did not make... Shocking! <laughs> The he didn't make these terms. of evil does an evil thing. He also did not make any terms. He said, I'll see you at 8.30. He didn't say, I'm not going to do anything before <laughs> that. But what he does is he got a bunch of ventriloquist dolls. And I, so one of them I recognize as Reggie. And the rest of them were a pure mystery. One is dead and, like, stitched together. So I'm like, I don't know what that is. One has red hair, so I assumed he was Archie. <laughs> and then I thought that maybe the stitched together one could be Jason because was he's Jason been dead well. for so yeah. long. Yeah, like, that's their... And then the other one looked like a man with tan skin. There's five of them. Was there five? I thought there, there was There has four. to be five because, well, so we move on from that. To Archie and Reggie sort of discussing what they're going to do. Archie comes up with a plan or just an idea. He comes up with a concept, which is, what if we hid in Fox Forest and let him come to us? Maybe we shouldn't be in our homes. This is, and so this is where I really, really thought closely about how I do not know what the goals are in here. Do they need to protect the Hellmouth? Do they need to protect baby Anthony? What does Percival need to do? Does he need to kill them all? I think the problem is if they don't even know what Percival's army is and they don't know what defeating him looks like. How can they possibly stage a war against him? Yeah, like, 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 what, what does he, what does he need to do? Does he, like, I thought he just needed to hold off until the comet came, and but this, no, I'm kind of okay with this being Archie's plan because Archie only well, knows traditional warfare. Yeah, no, I, it's fine. I, like, not, but, but we needed to understand more. Yeah, I need to, I need to know what they, what they need to do. I understand kind of the stakes. Maybe R- R- Riverdale will be taken over, or the apocalypse will, apocalypse will happen. But I don't know what needs to happen to do that, which means I am confused about what anybody is doing. Like, we need to stop Percival from getting the power from the comet, but is but he doesn't seem to care about that. I'm also, like, I'm not sure why Percival is the way he is, because he's already taken over pretty much all of the townspeople, except for, like, ten people. Oh, but he has to, like, mind control them. He wants to be able to do it through being a tyrant, I guess. Anyway, it is extremely, I, extremely I, obvious because, I, sorry. I love that Archie, as he's going through this, though, he's like, when Reggie's like, hey, well, but I mean, he's pretty tough. And Archie's like, well, he's got magic. We've got Cheryl. Percival's better. Yeah. He's got telepathy. We've got Jughead. He doesn't have telepathy. <laughs> he has mind control. Archie, it's very important. You know, just the power system that Percival has. <laughs> but the writers don't know it. And then the so then they'll do that, and the rest of us will get down and dirty with the troops. You know, your friends and family who have been mind controlled into being the opposing army. Because Archie, you already saw them. So it um, is extremely apparent because we saw the dummy that Reggie's going to be Reggie's getting puppeteered. He's, yeah, he's getting possessed. Yeah, the dog can tell. Bingo yep. can tell. Well, and Reggie will be like, "Cool story, bro. Get me a brewski." So what will happen here is we'll get a sequence of a few different things all intercut. We get Reggie being puppeteered attacking Archie. We are going to get 
Betty, Betty wants to be alone and hears noises in her home. And when she goes downstairs, wh- what, what what enemy did did Percival call for her? Well, it's <laughs> it is the body of Glenn. It's Glenn. Glenn has been sewn together and reanimated. I assume he came from the morgue. Why is it not TBK? Yeah, that would have made a lot more sense, wouldn't it? Though? It surely uh-huh. would have. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Veronica will be yeah, attacked by, by her grandmother. Her grandmother came from a place? New York. Impossible to say. Um, then Heather, while trying to talk to uh, uh, Cheryl about Cheryl, the comet, yes, um, Jason will arrive and he wants to play, and he'll start shooting arrows. He'll hit Heather once and then start chasing. Cheryl down. Uh, Kevin, that, that's four bad guys. Four dummies. Yeah, I thought there was a fifth one for some reason. Oh, right. No, what happened is at a certain point, we're going to cut to Jugga and Tabitha. Oh, and yeah. I assumed a fifth one would have But they're not a part of that. So, um, Reggie. Okay. 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 Here's another big plot hole. Remember how Reggie had that, like, super-powered knife that had no superpowers when he used it? Yeah. Then and then Tom Keller took it away? Yeah. And we were like, oh, man, that knife really came to nothing. He has the knife. Where did he get it from? Let me tell you. I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. Later, when everyone's like, oh, man, that mind control, though. Yeah. Reg will be like, I was with my dad. Yeah. And then I heard Percival's voice in my mind, come figure out your plan. And he doesn't say, I stopped by the Babylonian (laughs) on the way to get a knife. But it is implied that he did, I guess. Here's the problem that bugs me so much. We agree that scene where he took Tom hostage didn't matter, right? Yeah. So we just just don't have that scene. We already know he has the knife. And Veronica could have seen them trapped in the vault. She doesn't didn't need their dumb escape attempt. Yeah, like, well, she already did see him trapped in the vault. That dumb escape attempt was to set up that they were willing to kill each other. But Yeah, but she was watching them through the dumb escape attempt. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, she did watch yeah. them through the dumb escape attempt. It was all the same scene. Um, So... <laughs> So like you set you you did Chekhov's gun, but you fired but you you okay, so you had Chekhov's gun, you set up Chekhov's gun, then you, then you fired the gun it away. In the, then you fired it in the second act, and then you fired it again in the third act, despite the fact that there was only one bullet in it. Like what I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Again, like we say, plot hole. Term I'm, is overused. No, this is a plot hole. I'm also confused because Percival so I okay, Bailey's comment is giving him a lot of power. Yeah. So I guess now he can control people from far away. Yeah. Also animate the dead. But how did he know Jason was alive? Yeah. How could he possibly? Like, he doesn't know who Jason is. He. Well, I mean, he did steal Jason's body. Did he put like a tracker on it? <laughs> but did did he did he also just assume? Well, Cheryl brought the other ones back. Clearly, she's also going to bring Jason back. Uh, he had to get dolls made of these people. He so, did have to get they they are they they live in an uncanny valley. Yeah. So well this is all all going on. The possessor like hunting them down. Betty gets a chainsaw. I do like Betty. So Glenn <laughs> tries to attack her with a carving knife and so she gets a chainsaw. Yeah, she gets the bigger knife. I like the escalation. Um also but, the, but that's TBK's weapon, Kevin. I know. And once again she's going about to chop up another dead body. She sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so, this one had lines for her. Yeah. Uh, Jughead and Tabitha, what is going on? They're eating. And then Tabitha... Okay, I can't describe this. This is literally a duos ex machina, right? Yeah, this was not... So- Kevin, <laughs> you know where this came from? God? 
her conversation with the angel off screen. Oh, yes. Now, they're just eating, just like, just eating. And then Tabitha's like, huh? Oh, my God. Someone's dying. and A, a soul in the town is dying. As a guardian angel of Riverdale, she knows this. That is so new. I feel like she should have sensed that during the triple execution the day before. Yep. So. Can you imagine <laughs> setting up a thing, a previous episode, and then bringing it back in the next but one? They, but they set up the knife two episodes ago, and then they used it the next episode, and now they're using it again. <laughs> That's just recycling. Uh, so they're going to run off and do that. Uh, and while they're doing that, and Betty's going, bringing a chainsaw to a carving knife battle. Yeah. Veronica is going to. Realize a thing that her grandma does that honestly makes no sense. Yeah. So Veronica will go hide in the bathroom. Yeah. And she will spear she will smear a toxin that she makes from her body on the doorknobs. Yeah, right from her hands. Just make them all slimy. Cool. This is very cool. Cool. What her grandma will do is <laughs> shoot out both of the windows. Because they have glass windows. Yeah. Then she'll unlock it. And then for reasons unknown. <laughs> she'll open from the inside lock. Yes. She could unlock it, go back outside, and open it. Then put the toxins on the lock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nothing has look uh, Riverdale. Nothing has ever bothered me more. I mean, she could also just shoot it. Like I know she's in a bathtub, but I feel like she could just shoot. I guess she has limited. She has limited shells. Anyway, paralyzes a grandma. Uh, Archie is fighting with Reggie and gets stabbed so many, so times. many times. So, so like. 14 times. Yep. You you think, if you have not seen this and you think we're being like, oh. Hyperbolic? He, no. I bet, <laughs> I bet he was. No, no. So many times. The sound effect is the exact same sound effect. And it's just over and over again. And while that's happening, Jason continues to be possessed, which makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Cheryl and, tries to talk him down, saying she, she never should have brought him back. Because he's possessed. Mm-hmm. And so she does the only thing that's logical for Cheryl Blossom to do. She burns him. Burns him to a crisp. She burns. She kills him. She kills that man. She kills him dead. Look, Kevin, he said too many lines this season. He has to be dead now. He has to be dead now. Anyway, that's a dead end. Uh, Tabitha finds Archie, which is, I guess, the one she was sensing. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Bingo arrives. And Bingo starts licking at his wounds. Now, at this point, I'm like, oh, right, Bingo has rapid healing. Oh, that's right, because all of his bones got Remember? broken during the yeah. explosion. So, Archie, despite being messed up 14 times, Bing- turns out Bingo also is evolving, gaining powers. He just licks, and it heals him. Bingo has healing powers. Honestly, it kind of came out of nowhere because I did forget about it because it happened like 14 episodes <laughs> ago. No, I, I, I remember. But I do show good, good I, work. I would say that... This evolution, it's not even evolution, but this this addition to his powers makes sense. Yeah. It makes more sense than I can read minds to, I can portal to anywhere in the multiverse. Yeah. I can and, heal myself, I can heal others. Yeah. Sorry. Or I can time travel to, I am an angel. Like, it makes more sense than that. Now, while this is going on, we'll find out that the grandmother who's shooting Veronica. Her mind control just worn off. Yeah. I guess Percival's spell has limits. I, I, yeah. It's or important. the neurotoxin that Veronica no, used Reggie to paralyze also, her grandma. Reggie also oh, wore that's off right. him. So Cheryl didn't have to burn her nope, brother. We'll she just had to, to wait. Do you want to do that right now? So Cheryl was tending to Heather because Heather was shot with an arrow. And we learned that I think Cheryl legitimately thought Jason just went mad from being resurrected. This It has the same energy as my curse put a bomb under their bed. Mm-hmm. But she she's like, oh... I'm so sorry. It's my fault for bringing him back. And then he went insane. But then Cher- Heather goes, and it's not your fault. 
Percival had him under his control. And Cheryl, who just burned her very close twin. The person she loves most in the world. Burned him in front of her. Has just learned she didn't need to do that. He was being mind controlled. Gives a tight smile. And then it's like, oh, Heather. So, what? No, that's not Cheryl's characterization at all. Why can't Cheryl ever make a mistake? She made a mistake here. Yep. And in a different show, she would push through it and fake it for the sake of avoiding the apocalypse and would spend the entire next season spiraling. Yeah. But she won't. You killed him pointlessly. You absolutely did not need to kill him and... We do have another episode, and I hope that's her grappling with that, that she didn't have to do that. I hate that her reaction was a tight smile, was a placating smile. I hate that that's what she did. <laughs> so while that's going on, Veronica- also, Glenn, also, wait, we, we cannot clarify. Glenn, we cannot ignore. Yeah. Glenn is semi-alive. Yeah, so Betty cut Glenn apart, and all of his body parts are twitching in the garage. The... Holly will be vaguely disturbed by this, but it will not be a thing because this show does not care about Betty this episode. I am I am really confused by like why the the kind like what the, what is this spell? Yeah, because he could he at first was like, oh, maybe he could, he's reasserting mind control people he's mind controlled before, like Reggie. Nope. He's never met the grandma. Never met Jason. He makes the grandma come from somewhere. Yeah, she comes from somewhere else. Why couldn't he just like do this to like, one of the people that we care of, like, ma- maybe because they have magic? I also, I kind of hate, but, but Reggie, Reggie does, they, you know, they clarify Reggie does have magic. I kind of hate that he did it to Reggie, too, because I feel like Reggie is the whipping boy of the show. Reggie and Kevin. Reggie, in one way, makes the most sense, but once again, I want him to be a magic man, so. Anyway, mind control. I do, Betty does refer to Glenn when she's telling Polly what she did as her old boss, Glenn. Yeah. She's really burying, burying the lead there. Yeah. Were th- were they ever dating? <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to say. No, no. Uh, we, Heather did learn some of the comment that will be brought up. Uh, anyway, so what Reggie was doing was he was hanging out with his dad, and then he was sent to hear the plan, then kill Reggie. Or sorry, kill Archie. My favorite thing about that is that Archie's plan was not the plan. Dead end. It, it was a plan. That was in Archie's head. But that just proves how specific the control <laughs> that Percival had was. That's true. I guess Reggie achieved his goal, which yeah. was to hear a plan. He heard a plan. I feel like those really what those dolls did was just allow him to... He, for I would say they allowed him to communicate with them, but he brought Glenn back from the dead. Yep. So. And he did also make Jason say to Cheryl, why are you always so mean to me? Yes. Which is. Weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Tabitha will bust into this scene. Tony. So Yes, yeah, sorry, Tony. Because Tony and Fangs. And Kevin. And Kevin. And, and Moose. <laughs> the line just gets weirder and weirder. Came up with an insane plan. Yeah, not Archie's plan. Their plan. And this plan will be insane. Mm-hmm. Now, see, there's a serpent saying. I don't know if you know this. There's a serpent saying. The- it is. Always kill a baby snake in its egg so it doesn't grow up to bite you. Now, we are almost at an hour already. There's a lot to unpack here. Always? 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 I, now, I want to clarify. I understand it's a metaphor that means you got to deal with things before they become a problem. But why is it snake? You are snakes. Yeah, you're the snakes. Why you is, stay alive. Why is your thing, why is your saying, kill every snake before it bites you, 
but you are snakes. <laughs> also, is this the way the serpents deal with their problems? Because I'm not sure that that's true. <laughs> so they, that saying is brought up because what they, Tony says, she believes that's what Percival wants. Yeah, he wants to kill baby Anthony. Because he's immortal. Now, um, And then the weirdest line I've ever heard by another person spoken with such confidence. Yep. Of course, the only threat to an immortal person is another immortal person. They, also a gun. <laughs> like a gun also killed him in one timeline at they least. They could fight each other for forever. Baby Anthony could hold him in checkmate. That makes no sense. That's not... No. Also, Percival doesn't know... That baby Anthony is immortal. Yeah, because he thinks he killed him. Yeah. But does he know he'll become immortal? Like, he is legitimately afraid of An- of baby Anthony. Like, he that is a thing we do learn is yep, true. This is true. So what set that up? How does Percival know what's going on there? What is... But he thought he killed him. Maybe he was like, oh, guess he wasn't what I thought he was. I just killed a baby. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who cares? I killed all the firstborn so I could kill this baby. But he didn't. He killed all the firstborn because he was mad at them. So here's the plan. And it's a very dumb one. Um, one, they're going to kick some ghoulie ass, which yes. I need to remind you are the regular folk of the town mind controlled. Because that's what serpents like to do. And I thought all the serpents were dead because they were all firstborns. Not all of them, just most of them. But that will not be the case. Then they're going to break into the Babylonium with baby Anthony, who Percival is terrified of. And, and at this gonna... mo- moment, I'm like, he's going like, to hold the baby up. He's like, ah! <laughs> Stay away from us! Yeah! Gotcha! <laughs> and all they're going to do, the whole point of this plan is to get them heads. You're going to get the heads. Uh, no, there is one part of the plan. That you we s- didn't know. You see, baby Anthony will take him out. Now, Archie brings up the a very reasonable point. Hey, that's a baby. <laughs> what, are you th- what are you talking about? No, <sighs> no, no, no. No, you no, see. No, 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 no. Because Tony doesn't understand what death is. So when Tony went to heaven and saw her perfect world. She thought it was the future. So she met man, Anthony. But we saw the future, and my boy grew up to be a warrior. No. No? You saw your ideal heaven. Archie did not see the future. That's not Betty's future. Nope. You you don't understand heaven. (laughs) And also, he was not a warrior. He was a lover. Yeah, he was a lover, not a fighter. I mean, maybe he did some warring before that. Yeah, maybe we missed some things. But the point is that 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 is your ideal heaven. That's not the future. But the plan they have is, what I want you to do, Tabitha, is speed up time just for him. So you can age him. Yes, we'll miss his childhood. We will miss being his parents. Okay, yeah. Let's do this now. Um, So he'd miss his childhood, as uh, Tony says. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. But... What will happen? Tabitha's already confirmed that the future always changes. It changes depending on what people will do. Is Anthony going to remember a childhood he never had? He's not raised by you anymore. You did not construct him. So you do not make him into a warrior. Is this show implying genetic futurism? That you are always destined to be a specific person? Like, we, 
Who says he's going to be the same man? That you saw. Because the man that you saw in heaven. In heaven, which was not the future. Is a person you raised for 21 years with perfect heaven ideals. For 35 years. (laughs) (laughs) And like when he comes out. Okay. Well, yeah, we, well, we gotta skip ahead. Yeah. Well, he's not even skipping ahead. It's the next scene. The next scene. It works. Yeah. Baby Anthony is now grown man Anthony. And he comes out being like, are we ready to kick Percival's ass? And I'm like, this is a fever dream. Like, <laughs> what is, okay. Like, is he a grown man with wearing... a baby's thoughts? <laughs> yeah, what is happening? What do, hey, once again, I'll tell you what should have happened. Tabitha should go to a future. And got him and, and got him, him back. And him and brought him back. Because that and in in a future where they failed, but Anthony like Anthony just happened to fail, and he yeah. came back, and now he's a second chance to make things right. And then she could bring that Anthony back to the future, and they could still have a baby. Yes, like then you have this thing where Anthony's like, "That's me as a baby. Someday you'll grow up to be me, and you'll be strong." But I'm hoping that you don't have to go through the same things I have to go through. I hope you can be a lover, not a fighter. Instead, we have to we have to under we have to understand how our time travel powers work. Like, I'm I'm confused. Does he remember a life with his parents that never happened? Because it does seem like in that room with flashing lights, he lived 35 years. And his parents did not. They are not the same people. His parents would not be the same people nope. that he remembers them for. Because they're from a, a life that he was forced through really quickly that won't happen again. <laughs> And then Archie says, I have a knife that will kill, that might kill me, so we'll definitely kill Percival, even though Percival isn't invincible. We know that to be true. So Anthony's <sighs> going to take that knife, and mm-hmm. well, and this... I guess he has to be the one to do it. And while this is going on, Fangs is going to rally together all of the serpents, and for the first time ever <laughs> on this show... One of our heroes tells a group of people about the mind control. Oh, yeah. No, he fa- he thankfully says, hey, by the way, don't kill these people. They are being mind controlled and they are our neighbors and friends. So cool. Um, Jug and Tabitha are talking about the surprise attack and they're wondering if it could work. And Tabitha says that one of the two ways that they beat Percival is the Battle of the Babylonian. I have a conspiracy theory. I think she's lying. I think she's making this all up to seem more important. <laughs> Did she only, you know, let she, me explain why Kay. she always pop like she always, after someone, someone says something, something happens and she pops and goes, Oh yeah, yeah, no, I knew that would happen. That would happen in the future. But when everyone, anyone asks like, well, then what do we do? She goes, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in the future. Like, <laughs> Well, and she only went to a thousand futures. There's way more than a thousand futures. The thing is, they wanted to have. Let's not. Let's not lie. They wanted the Doctor Strange moment. Yeah. They wanted the Doctor Strange moment but from the Infinity War. The reason the Doctor Strange moment worked is uh, he, he died. Yeah, he died. Spoiler if, alert, people. He got dissolved. Yeah, he got dissolved. So he wasn't there to steer the ship anymore. He kind of had to trust that the future he saw was still going to occur based off of this choice he makes. Yeah, Tabitha is there. So instead, she's just sort of standing around being like, oh, I knew that would happen. Oh, yes, that is one of the things that could happen. I can do this. But like at no point can she just be like, oh, by the way, yeah, here are the exact steps that I saw that allowed us to win in these two modes. Which is why you had to put constraints on her power show. Yeah, And as and, and that would have been fine. And I said earlier, it could just be as such a since per- Percival such a powerful sorcerer, I am being rejected from that time period. I literally cannot hop in in those times. I can 
you know, I can see up until right before Bailey's Comet, and then I can't see it until after. Maybe she even said it was because of Bailey's Comet. Because Bailey's Comet's coming through, it is disrupting my time travel. I can't exist. I can't time travel during times where Bailey's Comet is there. That would have been fine. I can see the beginning. I can see the end. I don't know what happened between. I can kind of get a sense... And she probably can't ask people, what did you do? She has to eavesdrop. Well, because so she, she can kind of try well, to figure out. When she time out. travels, she goes into other people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, um, so Jughead. Jughead will pull his don't cry for me Argentina moment. The <laughs> truth like, is I never left you. I like how he's like, yeah, don't mourn. Chase dreams, live life. And Tabitha's like, well, how can you be so casual? And I, I'll tell you how he can be so casual. He already died? Yeah, he already died. And he knows what heaven is. And it's pretty great. Like... He was fine with not coming back. He he has defeated the one of the biggest fears of existentialism and being a human being. You don't know what happens after you die. But Jughead knows. And so if he can do something great in this world and, and then, then go there, he's happy. And, and he'll he, wait for you. And he's willing to wait for Tabitha. or And maybe... And, she, may, and maybe she won't come. Maybe she'll live a great, fulfilling life. But he seems probably fine with that. And it's weird that she's like... How can you be so good? Like, I don't know, because we know heaven exists and Jughead gets to go there. So he will monologue about all the cool things he's done on Earth, including seeing two versions of himself in an alternate dimension. <gasps> Tabitha. I, Tabitha's the one who says this. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying this like, like it's lines in a play. <laughs> Tabitha, I have a plan. <laughs> you said alternate dimension? Open mm. a portal to Rivervale. See, all the times we lost happened in Riverdale, except for the times that you actually won, and you're not telling people how those times worked, but okay. Sure. But now we have an alternate universe, so they're going to do whatever the hell that is. Meanwhile, Heather finds out that Bailey's Comet is coming tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, Cheryl's very confused. Well, Cheryl tells Archie Badge, very confused, like, it's coming tomorrow night, but then why does it... I thought he wanted... uh, They're very confused about this. This is a mystery. We'll have to figure it out. I like she she says, we'll have to use Nana's old telescope. And I'm like, there's no way a telescope will allow you to see what you need to see. So I was just imagining, we'll use the old Blossom Observatory. (laughs) It's right next to the archives. Meanwhile, Twilight Twist is confused, concerned about this army. I do not care about her. Because they're not trained. They're just random civilians. <laughs> and the principal's like, well, yes, you are clearly meat shields and pawns. And she's like, what? You're yeah. real twisted, man. What do you get out of? Is he going to give you a bunch of money? Are you going to be like his second in charge when he's in control of Riverdale? Nothing Twilight Twist has ever done has ever made any sense. Yeah. Uh, but the serpents charge in and... Twilight Twist will be the only ghoulie to die. And yeah, she'll she, get throwing she, starred she, in the face. She dies, right? 100% she dies. She got throwing stars in her face. Yeah, she must be she, dead. She gets one in the cheek, which I'm like, you could survive that. But I'm, I, she does get one right in the forehead, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, Tony kills Twilight. Just just kills her. And while that's going on, Percival will shoot Kevin. Who Kevin is the protection for baby Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Anthony and Kevin run upstairs. Kevin gets shot once in the shoulder and just goes down. And I'm just like, is Kevin dead? He will not move for the rest of this scene. We are confirmed later he's fine. Oh, I mean, he's shot. He's, he's bleeding shot, out. But... But, but meanwhile, Anthony, a man who I have no emotional connection to, is like, well, guess what? I'm your match. And then and he, Percival he, will just magic out of that well, scene. Well, he'll shoot. No, he'll sh- we, we should clarify. He does shoot Anthony with a gun. But Anthony is actually immortal. Yeah, unlike and Percival. block bullets. Unlike Percival, who's going to, about 10 minutes from now, get 
just rocked in a parking lot. Yep. Uh, but Anthony's actual immortal. Uh, and he tries to stab him. And, and Percival then... is immediately afraid. <laughs> yeah, Percival, because he figures out, because I guess he learns who he is, though I don't know how he knows. We already talked about that. That's fine. We do learn a fun fact. Remember when Percival was fighting Tony in the past and then his clothes got left behind? Oh, they do get left behind. It's because he can only teleport naked. I'm <laughs> tempted to say this is another dead end because it's a weird thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, and it will come to nothing. Though he will magic close the door to the Babylonian. Oh, he sealed it shut so no one can get out. But Kevin, don't get me wrong. That's fine. That makes sense. I did think he was making a magic portal to his actual army. No. 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 Why no. would he do that? He has no plans. So, uh... So the serpents are, are trapped, and they, they're trying to find the heads. Uh, meanwhile, Tabitha and Jughead have gone to the parallel universe, and they have a plan. And they say that in Jughead, that in Rivervale, the odds of beating him were better. He doesn't exist in Rivervale. He came from Rivervale. Yeah. Why are they fighting him in Rivervale? Well, if they take him back to Rivervale, everyone there has magic. Is that what she's saying? Is that she went to the future of them taking him back to Rivervale? Yes. I thought she was being like... like she was... Ex so I feel like when Tabitha goes to the future, it's like a search engine where it's like... She's in a location. She's like, what happens if we fight Percival plus axe? <laughs> what happens if we fight Percival plus train? It's so annoying that she like... <laughs> they like they go to Rivervale to see the futures in Rivervale. Like yeah. that changes things. Anyway, the, yeah, as I said, the energies are different. It's more supernatural. So sure. So they have the plan. The final battle will take place at Pops, but it needs to take place at like the actual diner. You know, above the Hellmouth, I guess. So Tabitha will create a time bubble like, around our heroes. I like that she says, since I sped up time for. Uh, uh, baby, Anthony. baby Anthony, grown man Anthony, uh, I can speed up time for you, moving pops. And I'm just like, just say you can slow down time for them. It's weird using the phrasing speed up time. Yeah. Like you slow down time so they can do it in two hours. So they can do it in hyperspeed. We know, it's just a small thing, but it bugged me. So, and the Tabitha does that. So she does that. They rebuild pops over the Hellmouth and up pops Big old Percival to have a one-on-one -on -one with Archie with his stupid Thor mace. Yeah, so uh, I guess he's stronger from the comet. Him and Archie fight outside. Look, they try to make this seem very dramatic, and none of it really works. I do like at one point Percival like sees his friends in the diner, and he's like, Haha, um, I always knew it would come down to you and your cohorts. Oh, so they're going to watch while I kill you and then he, then he looks up again and they're gone and he is full on shocked that they're not at the window anymore he's like, what where did they go they're not in the window anymore he is so distracted that Archie gets in several hits and then it turns out all of Archie's friends except that notably Jughead and Tabitha are not there yeah just, are so they, there to punch him. Yeah. Just, just punch Percival just, in the face. They just beat him up a lot. Like, really, like he just gets clowned on. And they don't use their magical powers. No. They just punch him. They just hit him with bats and sticks and their fists. They just beat him up. And I don't understand, like, will what he... What this is? Is he going to heal because he's immortal? Like, I don't know. Because they're very much like, you got to use the knife. 
but, but Anthony, no one does. Oh, by the way, we won't see Anthony anymore. No, Anthony is still trapped in the Babylonian. Even though Anthony was like, he's the only one who can saw Percival. Even though Tony and Fang sacrificed raising him and sacrificed his own childhood. You no, know, it doesn't matter. He he literally it could have been Archie who went up there and beat and stabbed him. He's literally a dead end. Because I'm pretty sure Archie also would have been fine from that gunshot. Maybe it was a magic gun. I don't know. Also, like the big thing is that um Percival didn't recognize Anthony. Yeah. I feel like someone has glamour magic. <laughs> that someone is Heather, but like they could have done I mean, a glamour on Archie. I mean, they could have made someone invisible like they've done before. They taught them all how to turn invisible. Remember the whole breath? They sound like kidnapped him the first time. Anyway, back to the fight. Veronica has an OC moment where instead of saying, Welcome to the OC bitch, she says, This is our this is our town, bitch. Yeah. Uh and Percival as he's about to be beaten just does magic like he just does magic he I, I guess he's powered up from the comet but he just one shots everyone with i don't magic. really comprehend like it's like it was a D battle and so no one could like kick him while he was chanting yeah but, yeah like, it was his turn still he chants for too long he calls in fog and then like he, someone should have thrown a baseball bat at his mouth so as jughead explains he turned our powers against us in various ways. Okay, so... Veronica is poisoned. Veronica's made sense. Like, like there are different ways that he did this. Veronica's yeah. poisoned, so, hey, you are, you do poison people, you're poisoned She now. is supposed to be invulnerable to all poisons. But he used magic, Aaron. Oh, right. Um, Cheryl's was ironic. She's be- turned to ice. Because she has fire powers. Archie's was a metaphor. He's mean to an Iron Man. Betty's was also ironic. She's made blind. Reggie was the best he could work with. <laughs> So remember when he taught Reggie how to do ventriloquism? He turned him into a doll. <laughs> what? what? It's just like, what is this spell? It's a spell that says, I do what I want. He didn't turn their power. He turned one power on them. The yeah. other ones were not that. Cheryl should have been on fire. Archie should have been uh, should have been super heavy. Yeah, sinking Bet- into the earth. Betty should have a splitting migraine. Or Instead of being blind, it should just be bright lights yes. everywhere. Like, uh, yeah, and then with the splitting Which is migraine. Um, and then Reggie should be fine because he doesn't have magic <laughs> powers. And Reggie should have done something magical because he should have been a magic man who showed Percival hubris. Now, uh, <laughs> I want to point out that Percival has been the most afraid of Jughead the entire time. Yep. So I know this is hubris. But he should have been instantly suspicious about the fact that Jughead and Tabitha are not there to punch him. Yeah. So he sees Jughead inside and he's like, well, once again, we don't know what Percival wants from this. That's true. I Did, did he not just win? Did he not want to only fight Jughead, maybe? I, I don't know what's happening here. Did he not just win? He beat, he turned a lot of them just like, Veronica's dying. Like, And like, he could literally just walk this, back to the Babylonian, unmind control people and be like, I'm the leader of your town. Yeah. Look what I can do. Yeah, like what this is what I meant by I thought they were setting up that cup is like he need to get to the cup because that's in the basement. And the cup is stopping the hellmouth. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the hellmouth is for. It's just it, it is a hellmouth. It's like they heard the term hellmouth and decided we wanted to say the word hellmouth. So he goes into Pop Tate's not to get the hellmouth. No. But because I guess hubris <laughs> makes him want to destroy everyone. And Jughead has put on a tuxedo and set up a game of dominoes. He looks like the narrator from the Jughead Paradox. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> oh, and the ghosts are there. And the ghosts you know, are the there. the ghosts. They're going to watch the final battle between good and evil. Which I guess is... That's what they said they were here to do. So, uh... 
Jughead says, let's play a game. I, he's not referring to dominoes. Where dominoes are just there as well. Um, but it's for the soul of Riverdale. The lo- he's, he's setting up a mind fight. Him and, yeah. He's going to say it in such weird ways, but he's just going to do a mind fight. They're going to go into each other's mind, and one person will win, and one person will be lobotomized. Yes, because that's how a mind fight works, I guess. So they both... Um, they both into each other's minds. They head to like the locked doors, but Percival's able to open Jughead's door because it turns out Jughead is just willing to sacrifice some memories. Maybe I'm unclear what he did tear some comic books. I I, I like how they're like Jughead. His 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 power will be so important to what we're doing. No, Jughead was literally a distraction. Well, no, one Jughead power was very important. Yes. But the main power. But not, but not, his, but not his mind reading, not nope. the mental powers. So Percival will be gleefully ripping up comic books. Yeah. And in will walk Jughead, who's like, huh, broke into my mind pretty easily there, huh? Well, I don't care because while you're in here, your body is open for anyone to do anything it's to you. It's being super stabbed. Yeah. So stabbed by all my friends. He's like, but you don't have any friends. <laughs> and Jughead will say, nay, nay, nay. Well, no, she, he says, but didn't Tate tell you you cannot beat me in Riverdale ever? Like, do you know the future? Because yeah. there are two times where they do beat you. And also, how could you have ever known that, Percival? Yeah. Do you have a guardian devil? Did he talk to Tabitha about that? Why would Tabitha tell him that? Did she taunt him at some point that we don't remember? So, but here's the thing, though. He's not in Riverdale. Oh, no. When he walked into Pop Tate's, he actually walked through a portal that took him to Rivervale. So that, that bugs me a lot. So at some point, Jughead learned how to turn his portals transparent. Yep. They're not. They're big, black, inky darkness. Yep. So that's a, so this entire plan is, is, it was predicated on something that we did not know Jughead could do. And somehow in River Vale, Jughead and Tabitha talked to all of these random people, including Cheryl, Cheryl, who's supposed to be comatose, into coming to Pop Tate's and stabbing a man they've never met. Yep. Well, I mean, hey, hey, Aaron, earlier these people were all convinced into sacrificing Archie. Now, Maybe, maybe we're wrong, and maybe Bunker Jughead can write anything he wants into being. And he made so this maybe happen. Junker, Bunker Jughead wrote this. Although, then why would Cheryl be comatose? Because she's very good fodder for his stories. Why did, why did comic writer Jughead have a nightmare about Percival in Rivervale? Because Percival was always coming for them, except that he was trapped in Riverdale. Is that why? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say another dead end, but okay. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) So he's there, stabbed by everyone, including Cheryl, who should not be able to do that. And he's like, that's cool. You guys suck. I can't die. I'm a mortal. And then I wanted to say at this point, I was like, I feel like you didn't have to go to Rivervale to do this. You just distract him and have... I don't know, anybody in your town who wasn't, like, the, the entire town wasn't in the Babylonium. I, I think they were. I think the only person left, left to stab was Tabitha, <laughs> who still could have stabbed. Tabitha could have just stabbed him. Uh, but no, they're going to make these already bad people even worse. So uh, 
he's like, I'm immortal. You, so you can't kill me. I'm confused how it works because he definitely has been stabbed and seems like he's dying. Mm-hmm. So then Tabitha grabs him and drags him back to 1580 where where Mr. Cypher is waiting for him. And he's not immortal anymore. Because it's before he made the deal with the devil. But is that how time travel works? Because... D- I mean, okay, you I know guess what? actually, I kind of like this. It feels like a real deal with the devil type of like very specific. I guess deal the I. Well, mm, yeah. So what the, he says is that the, well, the contracts for your soul still exists, but I guess the contract doesn't include e- the immortality. So they were different deals, Kevin. Yeah, I guess. What I'll say bugs me is her bringing him back, and he's not immortal because he's before the point where he got the immortality. Yeah, Kevin, he should have made sure both of those things were on the contract he signed. What I think she should have done is she should have reversed time into him. Because he can't DA, like, he can't DA because he's old. But if she brought him time-wise back before he was 1580, I don't know. I I think it makes more sense than her, like, time-traveling back. Out of all of this, all of the atrocities this show has provided... This is the one I hate the least. I'm. <laughs> I feel like this is a clever way to beat a deal with the devil. I don't know. It, because the devil's always looking for loopholes, right? Yeah, I just I don't think it's a big enough loophole. I mean, Tabitha even mentions it's a time paradox. She she kind of just like 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 oh, I don't know how it works. It's a time paradox. Whatever it is, Cipher's now going to take him down because I guess he is he is dying. Yeah, he's going to legal him away. But oh, one more little shot will get in there if I can't have Riverdale. No, no one will. Yeah, it doesn't care about River Vale anymore, even though it's the town where... I mean, this is just a, because he's mad Tabitha right now. So he's going to chant, but he should... Anyway. I don't... Like, I guess the idea is that he's been absorbing... I'm just confused because I don't think Bailey's Comet's around anymore. Because he's now in that night in 1580. Maybe but, Bailey's Comet was around in 1580. But I guess also he was absorbing the power, not just like being... Pow- it's not like the um, Last Airbender, where yeah. the Comet being around makes him powerful. He was, no, he absorbs the power. Absorbing the also, power. Also, we do know that Bailey's Comet is a thing. Yeah. And and I can't do 60 years back from 1890 enough fast 440 enough. is what is what Tabitha says. Okay, well now then I just have to do math back from now. Mhm. <laughs> 440 divided by 6. I don't care. Is it every 60 years? I can't. I don't care. Um so they do that. He gets taken, but he did do start doing a spell, so that's obviously going to be a thing. Uh Jug and Tabitha come back out of River Vale, I guess. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why they had to move the diner back to... So they would be, so be there, all, so he's so, in the right place. Yes, because it wasn't moved in River Vale. Yeah. Um, so... And also, so then they went back to 1580, they were at where the pillory was. Oh, I guess they could do it there. Yeah. Um, I think just moving him back to before he was immortal. Anyway, um, so... So they come out, and everything's fine. They beat them. Cool. And they got the heads. They were in the fridge, which would have been the first place I looked, but... Okay. Sure. Uh, Curl retouches the head. Cheryl resurrects them. But then Heather says there is something wrong. And I'll tell you right now. I could tell right from that <laughs> I guess, scene. I guess what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, it's fine. The comet is going to come, but it's going to go right over. Ri- it's going to go right over Riverdale. Over Riverdale. And Heather's like, Cheryl, look at your Nana's telescope. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, oh, 100% the comet's going to hit Riverdale. Percival nope. casts a spell between dimensions. Which, um, also, I just did some quick math, and uh, 
Bailey's Comet was not passing by that year. I did not think it was. So, but he did say he was absorbing it. So I guess it lingered on a bit, him him in his super powered state. It's just wild that he like specifically did some magical research to affect other dimensions. Yeah, he cast a spell between dimensions. That's... Also a plot hole, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is, it is. He, he affected a comet in another dimension at another time. Like, it wasn't even, like, like... He, like, it would be one thing if it was a Bailey Bailey's Comet year. And he was, like, affecting the comet above him, but in a different timeline. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, <laughs> it's what Maybe he put down, like, a trigger beforehand to be like, oh, I just need to hit the trigger in the other dimension at a different... I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot for him to do. And so I was worried what was going to happen to Jughead's mind, because... Uh, Percival ripped up all of those comics. Jughead feels a little foggy, but he's mostly fine. You don't know what you don't know. He <laughs> is con, but you know what? To be fair, like we saw what he ripped up. I don't know. Those are <laughs> memories that fade over time, anyway. Yeah. So Jughead's very confused that he's still alive, and maybe it has to do with the interdimensional stuff. I just figure it's because he didn't explore every scenario, including the scenarios where you go to a different dimension. And then everyone's just hanging out in Riverdale wondering what's next. Yeah, Alice is with Betty and Polly. Tom is with so many people. Yep. Veronica's with her abuela and Smithers. Frank and Archie are hanging out. And we get Jughead saying the questions that I guess are probably going to become pertinent. Will our powers remain forever? Will the dead remain alive? So. Um, my answers. No. <laughs> And yes, those are I just love except the, for Polly. I just love those are the questions. Like I was not thinking those questions, and they had to have him ask those questions so we would ask those questions. But Cheryl comes to get everyone to round everyone up and give them the announcements. And which, just like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, this episode will have three different ending points. <laughs> there are three different stingers. Yeah. But we will end. We have now arrived. Like, the first stinger is when Jughead's like, what will happen next? Yeah. The second stinger is when Cheryl shows up on Archie's porch and is like, I have something to tell you. And the third stinger is when she actually tells. I'm glad that they didn't hold that off because it's very obvious what it was. It was very obvious. Yeah. So Cheryl tells everyone that the comet is actually going to strike Riverdale and will, I need to make this clear, it will end the world. It will end it the will world. Collapse. No, yeah. no. It is going to be a concentrated hit on Riverdale that will destroy Riverdale. But not pop tapes. Oh, yeah. So when Tabitha stands up, she's like, oh, my God. The destruction I saw in the future. That that was not from Fallout from the final battle. Though I was, I thought we always understood. Well, not always understood. I, that's insane. That makes me feel like I'm gaslighting people. Since the last episode, we when understood. When she said that Percival was only going to cause the apocalypse if he didn't get what he wanted. That, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the destruction I saw wasn't from the final fallout it was from the comet which would create i guess a dusty town and not a crater <laughs> from a comet and you know not for nothing but like we have all seen armageddon we know what happens when a comet gets pointed at america <laughs> well, we just know well i mean i think reasonably you could assume that a comet's not going to hit and just make everything dust well, i mean that actually is how the world the world will end because when something like that hits the earth it'll send up dust which will block out the sun and cause things to die so reasonably yes. that look that she has is right but not for the impact point 
Yeah, Pop Tates is not standing. No, Riverdale's not standing. It'll be a crater. Oh, man, would that not have... I mean, I guess if they did that, it would... No, you know what? I still say you could have done that and would have been super obvious if she stepped out into the future and it was just welcome to Riverdale and a crater behind it. Yeah. Because you could have totally been like... Totally would have ex- had the same impact. An explosion? Like, you may have not guessed, oh, this is a comet hitting. No. But I never would have guessed that because it was just dusty. <laughs> anyway, the part of the buzz apocalypse. All right. Heron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, you find yourself a CW moment. Did one, I... not any of the ones we talked about before. Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic was this episode? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know we talked about all of them. The only thing we have left is the one moment where this show decided to try to be funny. <laughs> which makes no logical sense in this hellscape of an episode. Yeah. And they magically move an entire diner from one place to another place. Yeah. Including, from what I understand, constructing all of the walls. It's very unclear what shape it was in. Like, was it just a a door down into the white worm? They did treat it like it was a modular home that they ripped down and moved somewhere else. Yeah, they kept on saying brick by brick, which I understand could also be a metaphor, but it was way too confusing. Also explains why Percival never did anything with it. So, um, when they finished doing that, they bust out of their hyperspeed, and the show decided to be funny, and they gave Reggie the line, Wow. Even in hyperspeed, moving blows. You did not know you were in hyperspeed. You, you didn't were normal. Know that. You, you were... just worked for like five days. You just know that you were in normal speed. No, Aaron, last time they moved it in one day. Yeah, there's less of them now. <laughs> True. <laughs> the rest of them are ghoulies. Could have done. Still think they should have said slow down time. We understand time goes in two directions. Well, it can be fast or slow. Kevin, did you find CW moments? Yeah. Um, so this entire episode was me pointing out dead ends. Yep. Um, this is a half dead end. More right. so of a weirdly dramatic setup. So after um, all the serpents are locked in the Babylonium, uh-huh. um, he says, well, at least we got the ghoulies off the board. And I'm just like. There are no ghoulies. Yeah. It's. They said they are our friend. Like, hey, by the way, these are more hostages once like the fact that he took over an entire town of innocent people and set them up to be your opponents in a war Mm -hmm. was once at once did fangs be like oh by the way uh they're our friends so like don't don't kill them don't kill them but like that feels like that should be more of a thing you're caught and you're like hey these are people we know. These people we care you about. You could even say, like, thank God they're trapped in there. Now they're safe. Yeah, like, I, I just wish it sounded like our main characters cared about other human beings. They're This entire season, everyone has come off like a sociopath. They, except for Betty, who's very worried about being a sociopath. Betty, <laughs> the soci- who's worried about being a sociopath. But everyone else, like... The like they like as a we completely f- forgot the actual logic that those that the three people uh, Frank Tom and Alice are were his prisoners like well they were his guards they were his prisoners and I would love more moments where Archie like winds up to hit Percival and like Frank steps in the way and then what does Archie do because 
you know, he doesn't want to hit Frank because he loves Frank. But instead, instead, they are constantly just treated like outright villains. I mean, that nothing typifies that more than the line several episodes ago where they're like, well, maybe we can talk Kevin into being our side. He's moving out of the Babylonian, so maybe he's not completely on the dark side. Like, it, it's just... He... Percival's a mind controller, guys. He's, he does mind control. He mind controlled people. All these people were mind controlled. So it there's so many chances for like honest, actual, deep drama, Which and them is, choosing to do like baseline, like like shallow drama is infuriating. Which is essentially what Jessica Jones does. Like, Jessica Jones does mind control in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you want to see, like, an actual interesting mind, like, story with a mind controller, watch Jessica Jones. That is horrifying. I would like to give an honorable mention, though, to uh, good old Dr. Curdle Jr., who's (laughs) going to sew those heads back on, still wearing his ghoulie Oh, yeah, goth goth Curdle Jr. is pretty gray. We only saw Punk Weatherby once, which was unfortunate. But I think goth Curdle Jr. um, really, really loved his vibe. I hope to see that next season. So, (laughs) Twyla's dead. She was throwing star twice. Like what? The, the one in the cheek, I'll I'll be like, oh, that's probably gonna hurt quite a bit. But the one, I feel like one went into her brain. I feel like it went into her brain. Also, show. I just want to point out, you made what a, a mother, guidance counselor, and social worker throwing star someone, think, and nothing I, will come of that. I think Twyla also has a kid. I think well, shouldn't Timmy be alive right now? I mean, was he also only in the ideal future? Yeah, Timmy was only in heaven. I can't get over that Tony being like, in heaven, I saw my kid be like grow up. And no one was like, yeah, that was heaven. My heaven, I had my heaven. Vegas was alive. (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Like it's all dogs go to heaven. Aaron, wrap this up. Hey, friends. um, What are we doing next week? Please tell us on the social medias. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And oh my God, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And remember, I have a book coming out. It's coming out in October. Pre-orders will be opening soon. You can learn about that on my website, kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we'll see you in the apocalypse. Ooh. Will their powers remain forever? Will the dead remain alive? Do these questions matter? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fancast? 